Welcome to 1ABQ and You, Conversations, Culture, and Community, a City of Albuquerque production with your hosts, Mayor Tim Keller and me, Leah Black. Welcome to episode two. We're back. We did it. We're here. Yeah, yeah. We made it to the second episode. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how long this goes. I'm having fun. How are you? I'm good. You know, uh, it's fall in Albuquerque. It finally got cold. That's awesome. And uh, so many great things going on around the city. There's a lot of good stuff. I uh, love walking my dog at this time of year because she's a mini Bernie Doodle. She's a Bernese Mountain Dog mix. Whoa. And she loves the cold. I always wanted a Bernese Mountain Dog. Believe it or not, yeah. I know what that is. Looked it up once. She's amazing, but she, she the hot weather, weather is too much for her. So now it's finally cold, so she's like really into it. But we so give us, the, a, give us a visual, because like these two together, like what's ha- what's ha- how does it come out? Sort of. <laughs> this is wild. Her mom is the 110-pound dog, and her dad is the mini poodle. So however you want to think about it. So and we got her from an Amish curly farm. Hair? Curly hair. She's black. She's black and she has uh, like tricolored paws. Really fluffy, really fluffy. She's like a flopsy wow. muppet when she runs. She's so cute. Yeah, you'll have to. I'll yeah, I'd like pictures. to hang out with her. Yeah, she's yeah. really cute. Jos- well, her name's Josephine Chicken Wing. But we call her Josie for short. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyway, I took her walking this weekend because she was so excited because it was so hot for a while. We couldn't even walk. Her pads would get burnt, you know, and she just hates the heat. And we went to the newly renovated dog park and it's so cool. What's it called? Uh, Real Grand Triangle is one of many. That's the one. But though. yeah, what'd you think? What'd you think? It's awesome. It's beautiful. And it was like, there was people out. It was like, it felt really fun because it was like fall time with the trees. And anyway. They it, did a great job. Yeah, it looks remodeling great. that. So it's like, uh, I'll tell you a story about this remodel. So it's near where I live. And so I'm there, you know, I'm the guy who goes there at like at midnight. And it, everyone's like, it's like, everyone's all creeped out by everyone else who's there at midnight. <laughs> But like we're all there typically because we were busy until all then day. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so like that that park is I have met like I've had some of the best conversations and like community discussions like way late night. I love this. At Rio Grande Triangle Dog Park. And um, but when it started, like when there was so, so it existed before and then it was renovated. And I went out one day and it was like not officially open yet, but it was like the day before the opening. So I'm there, and of course, there's all these people who are like, is it open yet? You know, and everyone's kind of like looking around, and everyone just like goes in anyway. Because, yeah. I mean, come on. Right. And, you know. They're dogs. Yeah, especially like, you know, and, and not, sometimes people recognize me, and sometimes people don't there. Yeah. So, like, I was like, oh, I'm not going to say anything. If you went in, then I'm going to go in. <laughs> so, like, we were all like in it together. You're looking at each other. Yeah. yeah. But then we look at the signs, these parking signs, and someone it had to be deliberate because somebody had turned them the other way so like if you drive there i don't because i walk there yeah. but if you drive there there's like signs on one side of it you can park and one side you can't okay but the side that you can't park on someone had turned that like they unscrewed the signs and they put them on facing the dogs not the cars <laughs> what? yeah and i remember noticing this and being like wait like am i is something wrong here and i remember actually matt who we're gonna have on later i think he was the guy i called and i was like I just want to check, but like, are these no parking signs supposed mistake, to face right? the dogs or the parking lot? And uh, yeah, it was a little kind of urban prank. How funny. You know, I mean, relatively harmless. harmless. Right. Yeah, actually. And it was creative. Well done. Yeah. Nothing was destroyed. But yeah. Somebody got their kids. For a hot minute there, like you could park, but the dogs <laughs> couldn't. No parking for the dogs. <laughs> we have so many rad dog parks in this city. And I've been to other cities uh, they're they're trying to do things, you know, in other places. But I feel like for the size of our population, we have a lot of really good dog parks. 
So, you know, we do. We're like 11th in the country on this. So, you know, there's all sorts of, you're always ranked for everything. Right. And there's like a couple of park rankings that one is like, can you walk? I think it's within like five minutes of your house or 10 minutes of your house. Can you walk to a park? And I think we're top five in the country on that. Definitely top 10. So in general, we have really good access to parks. And then on dog parks, we're, I think, 14th. So, or 11th, I forget. Yeah. Whether it's 11 or 14, because we're adding, we're doubling the number of dog parks because they're so popular. That's amazing. So I just saw, so similarly, like if you're in that part of town, we should talk about other parts of the city, but there's now a new dog park at Benny Hargrove Park, which used to be Washington Park. But the amazing one, look, there's one on the west side that is off the hook. It's like by far the coolest dog park. And um, uh, the name will come to you, Santa Fe Village, I think it's called in that neighborhood. And then you've got Domingo Baca's amazing. Oh, I've been to that one. But the hidden gem. For oh. all the dog owners, et cetera, out there, pet lovers, it's this one. Uh, oh, and I always forget the name of it. I want to say Tom Bolak. That's not it, though. Anyway, it's along the freeway, like kind of between Carlisle and Louisiana, like literally along the freeway. And it's like oh. linear. But it's like you can your dog can run like as far as you can see them. Okay. Yeah. And I I, obviously, what? I should remember the name of this oh. dog park, but like everyone knows what I'm talking about. Matt will know. Look it up. Matt will tell us because take, I got to take, take Josie there. Take, yes. She will run and run and run and run for days. Yeah. And it's we, total yeah. hidden gem. You're going to be like, there's not even a dog park here. Okay. You have to like go in an alley between houses to get to it. What? Yeah, I am cool. so intrigued. We got to, let's get Matt yeah. on so he can tell us where this okay. is. Okay. Sounds good. I'm so excited about this because I have worked with this person in a previous sort of role with the city, and now we get to work together in this realm. Matthew Whalen is the Deputy Chief Administrative Officer for the City of Albuquerque, and he's joining us. You're our first guest. Well, thank you guys for having me. It's um, truly an honor and a privilege to just be here, especially with the mayor, and to work with you again, Leah, as we've done certain things in the past, talking Trash Tuesday, but that's things we did previously. That's right. I mean, we should talk about your past a little bit. So, like, this, these two... These two created Talking Trash Tuesday or Thursday? <laughs> Tuesday. Tuesday. And like, all I can say is, so this is, take us back to the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> and what I'm getting to a question here, but for our listeners, like middle of the pandemic, everyone's panicking, but also everyone's bored and all these things are happening. And at the city, we decide we have to stay open. It was a little different than everyone else. But we were also trying to remind people like, cause we were home so much, mm-hmm. there was so much trash in your trash can. So like, you know, basically all the trash that we normally pick up at work, we're now picking up at your house. Yeah. So everyone's cans are, ex- are you know, overflowing and like the Amazon boxes. Oh God, it was a nightmare. <laughs> it was a nightmare. It was, and and it was a, a great suggestion that the mayor made. Actually, he's the one who told me to get a hold of you to see if there was something we could do during the pandemic to get our messaging out because we couldn't go on TV. We yeah. couldn't be out in the public. It's an educational moment. It was an mm-hmm. educational moment that we brought you on and we ended up coming up with Talking Trash Tuesdays and it was great for that period of time. And now we have all these videos that people can go and watch on YouTube. Yep, go, go watch my But YouTube. I will tell you, they are, so you know we track like social media and I think they're still the most watched thing we've ever oh, done. Oh, that's amazing. Literally. And I, I do have to plug <laughs> that the mayor was in two episodes as well. And I honestly, being on the creative side Side of it I had so much fun just thinking about writing those scripts because you played Luke Skywalker in one of them a version oh, of great. and also Garth from Wayne and Garth and this was probably one of my favorite things I mean I've they ever were just done. shining moments it's <laughs> like amazing. that song one shining moment but you know if I think of my job as mayor that's going to show up somewhere I love this I love it this is I mean really I'm done this is like my creative 
wish has come true. It's great. Yeah. So one other thing on this, because I think what's so amazing about like that whole setup is that like every, I feel like it was a lot like any, anything that is comedic, it like also runs its course. Yes. <laughs> and like it just, it, it eventually eroded into just, we might as well have been like little kids. Like we're just playing with swords and <laughs> pizza boxes and you know, I mean, it was like, well, are we even talking about trash? I know. Are we just doing this? Having, yeah. just fun time with Matt, yep. you know. I will say, and, you know. And then it, like, ended. Trash <laughs> isn't always the sexiest thing to talk about. Not a lot of people want to talk about, you know, solid waste things. It's just the reality. <laughs> but we all create trash. So we were like, how do we make it fun and, you know, a, a cooler thing to talk about? So we did for a short time. <laughs> it was mission it was great. accomplished. Yeah, sure. yeah, it was a great, it was a great thing, and it was a great uh, suggestion by the mayor to bring you aboard. So it was really, we fun. really appreciate working with you. Thank so. you. Nice we'll, work. We'll think of something again in the future, and in, in another way. So what we should do is, so Matt, you're our first guest, and so we we want to highlight essentially in general, like you know, some people's stories, like at the city. Yeah. Sometimes they may work at the city, sometimes they may not. Um, and uh, for you. You know, so tell us a little bit about like your background because and I'm going to I'm going to do like the resume part so you don't have to do it and then we want to hear like how this really played out. So Matt's been with the city a long time. He'll fill in the blanks. But accounting department, parks department, solid waste. Now he's big fancy office on the 11th <laughs> floor. Um and so, but like, tell us about this journey. Why, like, why did you even come to Albuquerque, and, and where where did it all start? Honestly, I, um, I'm going to plug my university, New Mexico State University. But oh, I dropping the egg just straight up. <laughs> so in I'll your just face say that right up. But no, no, um, I started out. I graduated, and um, at the time, I was just looking for a place to work, and I had three job offers. One was in Dallas, one was in Tucson, and one was here in Albuquerque. And so I came to Albuquerque at the time, and I did three tours uh, on all those places on, you know, when they recruit you. And I just really thought Albuquerque was a great place to be. And I will say this, the only reason why I left Las Cruces um, was because I used to work for the accounting department, and they said, well, you need to go get experience. And so they said, you need at least two to three years experience before we can hire you back at NMSU what? to work here. Mm. And at the time, I was coaching high school basketball. I had been coaching high school basketball for seven years the whole time I had been throughout wow. college. And so um, I was doing all that, and they were like, well, just go. And then they were like, yeah, go to Albuquerque and work for this company and get your experience, and then we can hire you back. Well, I came, and I've never left. You never went back. <laughs> and so... Um, from that perspective, it was one of those things where I used to go back home all the time. And even when I was auditing, I used to audit the city of Las Cruces. And I remember the first two or three years I would audit the city of Las Cruces, every time I would drive down there, I would feel like I was going home. And then about the fourth year, it didn't feel like it felt the other way. Visiting. Like I was coming home to Albuquerque. back to Albuquerque. And so mm -hmm. that's when I really like took like, oh, you know what, this is real because I've been here over three years. I met my wife here. She's a graduate of Albuquerque High. She went to UNM, so I know I dropped you. Uh, <laughs> the rivalry is, is real. Yeah, no, no, yeah. but I mean, it was one of those things where I just really started liking Albuquerque and loving Albuquerque and the people of Albuquerque and the culture was different from what I was raised in, from what I was raised in uh, down south. And so I did that, and then I was in public accounting for a long time and um, kind of got burnt out. I was traveling about 115 nights a year. Wow. And uh, mm. I'd been married a little bit over a year, and one day... Yeah, and she's like, this isn't, this isn't okay. She didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> to my credit, I came home, this is probably the only thing I can take credit for, is I came home one day and said, if I keep this up, 
I'm probably not gonna be married for very long. Aww. And so I had two options. I knew people from the, the city of Albuquerque because I had been in the accounting industry for a long time, but I knew people at UNM. And so I applied here at the city and literally I went home one day and I told my wife, I'm gonna take this job at the city and it's gonna be a pay cut and told my partners that and they were like you do realize you're taking a job that anybody two years out of college can take oh no <laughs> and i had almost 10 years in the industry oh. and i was like yeah but i'm just doing it and i did it and i knew i was going to be here for three years so i spent three years in the accounting department um and i had opportunity for many promotions but i didn't take them i just did those three years and then all of a sudden i became the deputy director of parks and rec and then within a year well, I was a fiscal manager, sorry, first. <laughs> and then within a year, they made me the deputy director. And, um, and then the new administration came in, and they just gave me this great opportunity to be the director of solid waste. So really, it just was like an organic thing that happened. Like, I almost came here because I, I thought I knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. Yeah, right. <laughs> Until I came to the city, and then I realized what I really wanted to be when I grew up. And I think that's one of the best opportunities for anybody, because I know that we deal with recruiting issues, and I know we're trying to hire people, is there are so many opportunities within the city to start in one area yeah. and to grow into other areas, and that you can just expand your career. And I never thought I would be here this long. Right. I really didn't, but after so much time and so many opportunities and, and, you know, thank this administration, Mayor Keller, for what he's, you know, promoted me to now, it's like I never, ever thought I would be where I am. But that being said, there are so many stories within the city of Albuquerque where I know people who started as laborers, mm -hmm. fiscal staff. I've met a lot of the guys at Solid Waste. Yeah. yeah, but even other departments, even our administrative staff. I mean, if you just come here and take that opportunity and don't think about like, well, is it about the money because we have the, one of the best retirement programs, <laughs> but it is one of those things where you have so much opportunity to move up, move on and to learn. Right. But also the biggest thing is, you know, you have a heart for the city. And when I was driving back all those times and all of a sudden I noticed that switch from where it felt like I was going home to now to, to when where it I was around. like I was just going to visit and I started coming back this way and it was like yeah no, so no. Let, we got to go back to this though a little bit here yeah so so take us back so so first off I always find it's funny people from Las Cruces like they commute to Albuquerque <laughs> like when I when I go down to Las Cruces I'm like this is really far right and uh but like you know so was was it like this thing where you felt like you were essentially commuting um, and then also, you know, are you stopping in San Antonio for, you know, Owl Cafe or Buckhorn? Which, <laughs> where do you go there? So I'll just, be, I'll just say this. The worst drive in this state is Albuquerque to Las Cruces. It's one of the worst drives. I've driven <laughs> a all over the state. Right, right, right around Elephant Beauty gets oh. really dull. Yeah. And so, yeah, so it was really like just, it was, a it was like a trek to go down there. But coming back, it just started feeling like home. Like I couldn't wait to leave Las Cruces. And so that was the switch that took place. But yeah, there's some great places. There's TRC, there's um, Socorro, there's all those places. There's the Al Cafe. So what do you pick? This is like Lobos or Aggies. <laughs> Rivalry's on still. So I will say this, Mayor. Being born and raised in Las Cruces, uh -huh. we always root for the Lobos. Or we used to. Or we do. Our <laughs> biggest rival is UTEP because it's 30 minutes oh, right. down yeah, the yeah, street. Yeah. Like, you literally can yeah. get on. Yeah, you have another fish you're worried about. Yeah, right. the Lobos. And so we were, always, we were always yeah. like, if, if we weren't in it, which we 
you know, we're little brother. We've been bad for a long time. <laughs> You're so, better now this year. That's yeah, one year. But we always rooted for the Lobos. And so when I moved here, I was like, what's all this hate coming from? Interesting. Yeah, why is it that's so good? That's good for Lobos heated. to know. It's yeah. like, I was you know like, what? Like, Cruz is much you... more concerned about you. Yeah, I was yeah. like, how do you guys hate me so much? <laughs> Although, like, I will say that uh, that advertising campaign that came out recently from NMSU, as you're going south on I-25, I don't know if you've seen it, but I was like, dang, that's kind of dirty. He's, they're like, you look better in crimson. Oh, like calling out yeah, against yeah. the cherry red. I'm like, that is a bold advertising campaign. It's just do the same in reverse. You yeah. look better in cherry. Right? So, <laughs> okay, but, but Matt's still dodging the question. I mean, you're like a politician. Oh, right. I love it when I can say that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Come yes. on, man. Buckhorn or owl? Just um, lay it out. What do we actually, got? Just lay it out. <laughs> lay it out. I'm an Aggie in my heart, but my wife and my daughter... They say everyone's a Lobo, so it's yeah. But what's the so burger? So we're talking about restaurants in San Antonio. Oh we no, no restaurants. Buckhorn. Yeah, yeah the, no, no, <laughs> uh, the no, no. The, the Al Cafe to me is the, is the one. Oh, the whoa. Al Cafe. Okay, that's uh, the, this is a huge controversy. We're gonna have to t- pick this up in another episode. And I can't answer because I haven't owl. been to both. Wow. Yeah. yeah. What do you say? Ooh, well, this. Oh, come on! I You're know, killing me. You're I killing just, me. I, I, I know. I guess I deserved there. it after I called you like a waffling politician. Uh, oh man. Well, I'll say this. If I'm going just burger to burger, head to head, I'm going to go buckhorn. Okay. But when I want a more diverse menu, especially with my kids, yeah. I go owl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, All right. So I will make this caveat. My wife's a vegetarian, which sometimes makes me a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's why we go owl cafe because there's diverse. More there you go. There's that's more on the menu. Yeah. 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 So, so that, we've agreed on this. Okay. Yeah, now absolutely. I have to do research because I haven't been to owl cafe ever. Can you believe this? Okay. So now I know, you know, look, we should probably talk about, I mean, implied in what you're saying is everyone should work at the city, Yeah. but let's go back. Cause we're here. We're here with you. Mm-hmm. And I think you skipped a part of your story that I just love. So I, I, I got to draw this out. I mean, tell us about growing up and oh. what kind of job you used to do growing up. So uh, my grandfather started a garbage business back in 1977. And um, so all of us kids, my mom, my dad, my aunts, my uncles, we all worked for his for Silva Sanitation at the time. In Las Cruces. In Las Cru- no, no, it was in Mesquite, New Mexico. Oh, Mesquite. Okay. Yeah, so Mesquite is... Um, a small town in between El Paso and Las Cruces, between La Mesa, La Union, all these little towns. And, kind of and pecans. Oh, yeah, 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 by the pecan yeah. orchards. And actually, the first truck they bought was because my oldest uncle, he bought a truck from Stallman Farms because he dropped out of college because mm. he didn't want to go to college. And he bought the truck from Stallman Farms because they bought a new truck because they would pick up their own trash. And then after about a year, he's like, no, I'm going back to college. Oh. And he sold the truck to his dad, which is my grandfather, and that's where the business was started. And so all throughout my life, we've been a part of, of the, the refuse business. And even my uncle, um, Miguel Silva, he was the first recycling coordinator for the city of Las Cruces. So when they established recycling back in 1991, they approved one position on how to recycle, and it was him. And so, yeah, so we've been in, in this business for a long time, and the mayor had no idea about this, and <laughs> neither did the CAO. Yeah, it is and amazing. So they literally came to me one day after they took office, and they were like, We think you could be a director. And they kind of talked about several departments, and they literally said, For some reason, we think you would be a great fit at solid waste. And I said, <laughs> Let me tell you a story. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, it was. They didn't know it was yeah, in your so, blood, literally. Yeah, so my dad graduated. Uh, I'm not graduated. My dad retired from being a driver. My uncle did. And then they sold the business after I had already moved. And so, yeah, it was great. And then from that opportunity, I've had these other opportunities. And um, just very humbling to, to be where I am today just because of everything that the city's offered me. It just goes back to like one of my favorite sayings is just that you always have to be open to what the universe brings you because mm -hmm. you didn't have an idea of your course in life. Nope. But when you kind of are open to these different opportunities, who knows where you can go? Yep. Mm. Absolutely. So what a great story. I mean, literally from growing up, uh, you know, uh, working on, on the trash trucks like down there to running the largest uh, department in, uh, in the state of New Mexico for right here in Albuquerque. It's just amazing. Uh, a true New Mexico awesome coincidence story uh, that is the one and only Matt Whalen. Thank you so much for listening, Albuquerque. And remember, it takes all of us to fulfill the promise of the city that we call home. We want to see you again next time on 1ABQ and you. Be sure and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us at hashtag 1ABQ and you. If you'd like to share your own ABQ observations, experiences, or topic suggestions, reach out to us. You've been listening to 1ABQ and you.